Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today we have Nathan Payne from Investor Thrive with us. And before we get started, ladies and gentlemen, I do have to apologize. We are on the road today, so we're we're improvising. Um, we're I'm sitting in the hotel room, so if the audio sounds a little bit different, it's just because I don't have all the fancy fancy equipment with me. But you know, in real estate, we uh, we roll with the punches, and so Nathan and I are here. We're ready to rock and roll. Nathan, thank you very much for hopping hey, on the podcast. Hey, a pleasure. And that is so true. You got to roll with the punches. I mean, that's all I've been doing over the last couple months right now. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I was actually just recently on Nathan's podcast. We were uh, we were joking because we each love Kirkland Signature. We are Costco fanboys. Um, that is correct. I didn't wear my Costco stuff today, though. I should have. It's <laughs> all right. Next time. Um, but the reason you like Costco so much is because Costco is a wholesale company and you are a wholesale rock star in real estate. Um, so that is uh, what we're here to talk about. Nathan, before we get down that road, I do want to ask, we always start with stories. So why don't you take us to the beginning of your story? How'd you get started in real estate? Great, great question. So I got started in real estate because I uh, was doing door-to-door sales all throughout college, ran teams. And uh, after a while, I just didn't want to do door-to-door anymore because I felt like that wasn't probably the career path for me to be like a 40-year-old, 50-year-old man knocking people's doors, you know, and people be like, what the heck are you doing? So, what is that? What's that book, The Death of a Salesman or something like that? It's uh, it's like the most depressing sales book ever. That would definitely get you to do that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I... um. It was kind of didn't want to do that. I got married and then my wife also with door to door sales, you got to move a lot, right? Because you got to go every summer to like a new area um, to get out of your comfort zone so you don't stay home. Uh, And uh, so I was like, okay, I got to do something else. I believe I'm skilled at talking to people. And uh, I was like, what can make good money? And, you know, real estate was what I thought was the, I I believe at the time was the key. So I just went right in, had no knowledge of real estate, didn't know anything like zero knowledge and just went and figured it out dude i started knocking doors trying to get a deal and uh, i got got one i got a deal knocking doors after like maybe 40 doors finally got one it took yeah it took eight months to do just because it was like uh the process to get it done took forever we had to find a place for the lady to move and she was dragging her feet and we had to like use some sales tactic tactics to be like, Hey, if you stay here, you're not going to accomplish your goals. And she, I mean, she really could not stay there because she was going to lose it, but it took like, you know, the, the ability to let her know that like where she wanted to go, she had to overcome this gap and this bridge in her life. And it was, she was like tearing up and it was like, man, we were doing a lot. That's a crash course in real estate right there. Yeah. And, and and my deals aren't like that anymore, man. It's like, for (laughs) me, it's like, Hey, you don't want to move. I ain't doing nothing for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's uh you know that's one of the reasons that i really um, went to commercial was that on the residential side it can be so um you know there's so many emotions involved in this house it can really be difficult uh okay. but getting started in door-to-door actually door knocking that is i always have a lot of respect for people who get started in real estate in that manner because it is so difficult 
Um, one of the guys that I had on the podcast, he uh, he owns you know a huge company now, but he started doing the same thing, and I was just in awe because that is uh, that's got to be hard. I I sent out letters, I called people, I didn't have the courage to actually go and door knock. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of enjoy it because uh, it's you every door you meet like a new personality, right? You meet a new person, and uh, you you never know what you're going to get, right? Like. I got a gun pulled out on me once and Jesus. knocking on the door and I was like, Hey man, just, all right, man, it's good. We're done. <laughs> I was, well, I mean, I kept my cool for some reason. I was like, man, I'm just trying to upgrade your dish. I see you got a dish on the roof. <laughs> and the guy was like, get out of here, boy. It was like in the middle of like a, uh, probably a pretty racist area. It was like, you know, the middle of like the border of Texas, Oklahoma. Mm. We would always target like areas outside of metros, ma- mainly mm. because the cable was bad and I was selling satellite TV. So, yeah, I think they might have seen me and been like, it was this guy coming around my house. So, but you live, you live to, uh, to find another day. That's good. I was ready to go, though, bro. If I was going to get shot, I was ready. <laughs> That's right. You got your sneakers on. That's right. So uh, you got started door to door. It didn't end that way. Obviously, you've gone since then. So how has your story progressed from that door to door to where you are now? Dude, I wish I could say like everything went smooth. Like it's not, that's not how it is for me. It's been a roller coaster ride of just, uh, you know, wins and losses nonstop. And uh, I'm very transparent with people about like, hey, you know, that's just real estate. Like uh, I'll tell you right now, like I, I just lost 26K on a deal, which sucks. That sucks. Was yeah, that was earnest a- money? No, it was a subject to deal where we uh, took over the mortgage, gave him a down payment and the market dropped. He didn't, he didn't move out. There was like, we could sue and like get him to perform, but like the contract, unfortunately, like it was not as ironclad as we believed it was when we were signing everything. There's a, they said, Oh, it's vague. Right. So it's like, okay, we could sue this guy for us getting him down and, and the situation, but you just, I just chalked it up to like terrible experience, like a lesson, learning experience. Yeah. And, yep. and and it's true, as I was like trying to fight this thing in the beginning when it happened, it was draining so much energy for me, bro. It was like taking so much of my time, my feelings and my thoughts. And I just came to a conclusion like, yeah, this sucks, but this is going to, uh, if I keep this going, it's going to impact me more than if I just like let it go, you know? Yep. So, Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. I feel like that's a really good lesson to learn because it is, um, you know, I'm dealing that right now with a, with a self-storage facility that I'm selling. You really have to go, you have to make the decision every time you you start running into problems in your deals, whether, you know, the the small amount of money that you could incrementally earn if you were to put a ton of more effort is worth that effort. Um, sometimes, you know, 26,000, it's a lot. It's it's a it's a tough thing to hit. You know, it's a tough um, thing to take on your chin. But is it worth, you know, six months of your effort in court battles and all that, you know, just draining stressful experience to to actually go down so it sounds like you made the right decision even though it was a a a tough lesson to learn oh it's a powerful lesson to learn especially when you do subject to deals and stuff like creative financing you got to be really tight with what you do in those because they can get really funky really quick yep yep and it sounds like another good lesson is the contract um and i always stress with people know your contracts get a lawyer if you don't know your contracts because contracts you live and die by them um in real estate and that's another fine line that you have to you have to walk is if you have it too complicated of a contract then you're going to be uh, in contract negotiations for 10 years before you actually start uh, start finishing that deal but yeah. if it's too loose then you'll get into situations like this where you know you can lose $26,000 so 
Um, is there anything that you're going to change with your contract going forward? Uh, well, this situation like was more of a trust issue. Like I, I closed on it and uh, let the seller on a, a subject to deal stay in the property because he said he was going to update it. So okay. once once we gave him the down to use towards the updating of the property, because we we're technically like going to partner on it. Like you, we give you the money, you fix it up and then sell it. So he takes the money, doesn't fix it up and then won't uh, vacate. So it's like, yeah. You know, right. and our, our balloon period was too short as well. We were riding on the fact that the market was so hot at the time when we purchased it that we would mm -hmm. be able to sell it. Even if he didn't fix it, we calculated like, okay, if he doesn't fix it, we can still sell it and make a profit. Because Utah um, is so over, I guess the price has skyrocketed over the last two years, um, appreciated. They've also depreciated very quick. So that house that could have sold it is, is like $150,000 less than what we thought. So it's like, Oof. Hey, either way, this, this wasn't going to work, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's a, that's a hard thing. Timing the markets. Um, you know, it's very easy for markets to turn around. And so you really got to be, be, you know, be cognizant of, uh, of how much you're baking into the underwriting for that. For sure. So um, lots of good lessons. I mean, I mainly yeah. wholesale, so I don't really have this problem. I don't stay in deals, but I was like, this is a no brainer. And yeah. It was not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is just one lesson among, you know, however many deals you've done. And so things always, uh, you know, you take lessons and then you move on. Um, why don't we talk a little bit more about your guys's, your bread and butter, what you do today. Um, tell us a little bit about your business. Yeah, so my business is uh, centered around doing deals through um, JVing. Like I, I, I have a community, so I help a lot of people find buyers for their deals. And I have connections with good my buyers that are buying. So I'll look for deals on the MLS. I'll look through other wholesalers deals. And I'm just like a connecting guy. You know, I don't, I had the business that wanted to, like was going out and looking for leads, filtering, negotiating and then going all the way and dispoing them, you know, finding a buyer. But I was like, that's a lot of work. And right now I wanted to go lean with my company. Mm -hmm. So I just said, well, what can I focus on? Let me focus on the back end. Let me just focus on what's the difficult part right now is selling deals. And I'll be the guy who can, you know, be the go-to guy here that can, you know, get your deal sold. Got you. Okay. So you work with other investors who find the deals, negotiate the deals, get them on a contract, and then you take it from there and you help them you help them buy it? Do, I mean, are you raising capital or are you helping them just close the deals as a wholesale? Find the buyer for the wholesale deal. Yeah. Okay. Because, because for example, like one guy, um, he, he had to bring up like 50,000 for on a property to put down. So for the hard money lender, like 50 down, and then, you know, the hard money would have uh, got the rest. And he's like, I don't know if I want to do 50 K in the market. And I was like, well, I have a buyer. I mean, we can wholesale to one of my guys if you want. And he's like, okay. So that that's kind of how I got it done. So I made 15, he made some like what 15, we split it. It was like a 30 K assignment. And, you know, so that's kind of how I helped him. So he didn't have to take it down. Nice. I like it. Um, So just taking notes here. So you help find buyers. That's, I mean, that's one of the hardest parts about finishing a, uh, a wholesale deal is getting the buyer in line, especially with the with the timetables, with making sure that everybody aligns on you know right, when right. things need to close. Um, how I guess let's talk about building a buyer's list. So, how mm -hmm. do you go about building a list? Um, do you vet your buyers at all? What is it that you do to make sure that uh, the buyers that you're working with are actually going to make the, the closing table? Yeah, so that's a good question. 
before I would say over the last two years, people weren't really vetting their buyers. They were just grabbing a big list and then emailing, texting, blasting. Right. And what I believe now is like, it's all about relationships that will get deals done. Like you got to have a guy where you can explain why it's a good deal and get him to look at it. Cause I think people aren't looking at deals that much anymore, especially like wholesalers deals that sent out their trash, bro. Like terror, like this ain't, no one's making money on this. So the buyers are definitely not looking um, most majority of them. So I, I think you need to just make five to 10 solid connections with buyers, find out what they want and go find it for them. Um, I do this by going to RIA's, uh, meetups. I do this by, uh, and I do vet them, right? So you, you can do it by calling your hard money lender and saying, who's still buying. You can call your title company and say, who's still buying, uh, many different ways. But for me, I teach people just to do, you know, there's, I show them all the ways, but I say, Hey, these are the best ways title company, hard money lender, uh, Facebook groups, because people that are actively on there, like, Hey, I'm buying, like, they're actually looking, uh, that that's kind of, those are some ideas, but yeah, they're finding a buyer is not tough if you know where to look. Yeah. But I mean, I like, I kind of want to call attention just to the fact that you do it opposite of what most people do. A lot of people, they find the deal and then they find a buyer. It sounds like you're doing it the opposite direction. Um, yeah. So you're, so, sorry, what I call my, what I do, it's called painless wholesaling. Cause my last name is pain. And I think it's painless. Painful is the other way. I know because I've done it. Just find the deal and hopefully someone will buy it. So I call it painless wholesaling, which essentially is reverse wholesaling. Yeah. So just to tell you. Yeah. Know. Yeah. And I, uh, I mean, I like that model because um, that is one of the hardest parts about getting a deal done is making sure that you have the right buyer. But if you start with a buyer, know their criteria and then find that specific property and you already have a built-in buyer once you can get that deal negotiated. Um, and that works, I mean, works residential, it works commercial. I feel like it especially works commercial because there are so many different specific things that you need that people are looking for. Um, so if you can find that specific property for them, then uh, it's not a guaranteed close, obviously. Nothing is guaranteed in real estate, but it makes it much more likely that you will close yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it requires less of a team too. Like I had a big team that like when a wholesale deal went through, everyone had to get paid the leads managers, mm -hmm. VAs, acquisitions managers, dispositions, transaction coordinator. But with this model, it's like, you just need a, you and a, like a VA. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, uh, I mean, that's another, that's another thing to note is how many people do you need to close a deal? It sounds like this, you know, two people, that's uh, that's a lot cutting up the cake a lot less than you would normally. Exactly. So do, do you do this in residential and commercial? So, yes, I uh, just wholesaled a eightplex for 30,000. Um, and I wish I could have gotten more, but it was pretty much not a deal. The guy just had to take it because it's a save on taxes, which mm. uh, I was just like, well, what can you give me? And we agreed on that. And uh, yeah, so I commercial and um, single family, mainly focus on single family, though. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So both commercial and, and single family, do you have a specific Metro that you work in or do you do work uh, all across the U S I, I specifically focus on Salt Lake city, but because of the community I have, I get deals brought to me from everywhere. I just got off a call with a guy in South Carolina. He's got a house in North Carolina. Um, so would they bring me a deal? I'll help him. I'll call for him. I'll try to negotiate it and I'll take it, take it the rest of the way with them. Cool. I love it. Um, so that's not only you do, that's not all you do. You also have your community. Let's talk a little bit about that. What is it? How do you help people? Um, take us through it. Yeah. So I, I believe that uh, what's, what's the word for it? It's um, 
implementation is what people should pay for, not like knowledge. Knowledge is free with chat, GBT, PT. Like you can get anything you want now. Right? I, don't, I don't want to interject. The, I just tried chat, GPT like just recently. And I yeah. asked it a few questions that it blew my mind. I wrote like, I asked it to write, um, it was like five or six pod, er, blogs for my self-storage facilities in order to rank higher in SEO. And it just wrote it. It wrote it perfectly. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted. It's, it blew my mind. I am I have high hopes for what's going to happen with AI in the future. Copywriters are done for. I feel bad. Yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> you know, if you're like in the Philippines and you write to, like semi good, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that, that's a... That's what I'm, that's what my community is. It's like an implementation. Like if you want to apply stuff, if you want to hop on a call with me, want me to shadow you, you want my community to like work with you. Like this is, it's all about taking action because that's what gets paid. Um, Yes, there's education, but again, education is free and you can get that anywhere. I want people to come in that are like, Hey, let's go, let's call some people. Let's do some work. And that's, that's what the community is for is to implement and, and take action. Perfect. And I'm going to ask this again at the end, but let's put it in the middle too. Um, if they do, people do want to get involved, where can they go? So Investor Thrive, InvestorThrive.com is my uh, website. You can go and sign up right then. I ha- Right there, I have a Facebook group called Painless Wholesaling Group. And then there's a YouTube, Nathan Payne. Any any social media you hit me up on, it directs, it funnels to uh, the product. That's how we set it up, right? So anything, anywhere you meet me, well, you, can, you can sign up and, and join the community. Cool. All right. Well, hey, Nathan, that uh, that knocks out the main portion. It's time to jump into the quick question round. Are you ready? Ready. Let's rock and roll. All right. It starts with books. I'm a big bookie, so give me two recommendations, one for general life wisdom and one for real estate specific. I like uh, Think and Grow Rich. Mm. Um, so that I guess that could be the uh, the wisdom. And then for real estate, I'll be straight with you. I don't think I've ever read a real estate book. <laughs> never, That's totally fair. Not even Rich Dad Poor Dad, huh? I have. I. I. I think it was the audio book. I haven't read okay. it because I get. I, I get what it's about. So I'm like, I don't. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If you know the if you know the message, which is very simple, then it's uh, it's really not not needed to be read. Yeah. Um, what was the first one you mentioned? Oh, uh, Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. Oh, I'm all about those self-help books. And like, I yeah. love that. That's all I read is like, you know, Think and Grow Rich, Slide Edge, you know, Go Giver, all that stuff. Like that's, that's the good stuff. Yeah. Yep. Those are good books. All right. Next question. This is for your younger self. Um, let's go back to the Nathan who was just getting started door knocking. He was walking up to that first door. Go to him, look him in the eye, give him the one piece of advice moving forward. Oh man, that's a great question. I'd say don't date my ex. <laughs> That's what I would tell her. Good advice. Good advice. <laughs> yes. All right. Next question. Uh, this is about the U.S. It's a big place. A lot of opportunity out there. A lot of square miles. So give me one metro you're most excited about investing in today. Uh, I like it. just Atlanta comes to mind. I think Atlanta's great. Georgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Georgia's uh, it's solid. All the, the southeast down there. Although you guys, Georgia, uh, Florida, you guys are getting hit by hurricanes. I don't think I'd ever move there, but a great place to invest. That's right. Uh, next question is strengths. We are all gifted with strengths that we uniquely give to this world. So what is your Superman strength? I think my ability to put myself out there. I'm not afraid to ask for help um and and try to provide value uh, when i ask for help yeah so i think that's the superpower like connecting people and putting myself out there yep absolutely 
Um, all right, the next one is mentors. None of us are islands. We all stand on the shoulders of giants. So who is one mentor who contributed significantly to where you are today? Oh man, I got tons of mentors that have helped me because that's 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 what I believe is the key to success is to get around people who have done it. So I'd say Jerry Norton's been huge. Uh, that has, I don't know if you guys have seen him, uh, but uh, tons of Sean Terry, like I've done tons. Tom Kroll's a giant mentor to me right now. So there's there's so many. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's so many people that contribute to where you are today. You all, we always think, especially in real estate, that's so transactional. You can think that you're doing it um, on your own sometimes, but you never are. There are so many people who contribute to where you are. So it's great to hear all the shout outs there. Uh, moving on. The next question is tools. Uh, tools form the backbone of every business. So give me one tool that you could not live without. Uh, right now, I, I use HubSpot nonstop. HubSpot is my CRM. It's marketing tool. It's for payments. It's 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 the it's the bee's knees. All right, all right. That leads us to the very last question. Um, you've already mentioned this before, but I'm going to ask it again. You've given us a lot of good advice. I'm sure people want to reach out. Give us the best place for people to go to get in contact with you. If you reach out to me on my Facebook, just Nathan Payne or Painless Wholesaling Group, that's probably the best way to reach me because. Uh, Either I'll respond or I have a virtual assistant that will respond for me. That's the best way. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, Nathan, that wraps it up again. Thank you very much for hopping on the show. Yeah, I man, a pleasure. Pleasure to be with a, a fellow Costco fan, Kirkland. <laughs> Absolutely. And for everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe with real estate investing club.com. And if you guys want to support the show, all we ask is that you give us a like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. Um, that'll help us out tremendously. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right. Before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page, click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form, fill that out, and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.